Hi, I'm Life Coach Mama, a mindset coach for women who want to stop negative thinking patterns, gain self-confidence, forgive themselves and others, and learn to have a more positive mindset on life. I also work with children and teenagers in schools. I present a mindset coaching course where I teach children and teenagers how to feel their emotions, regulate and process their emotions, how to express themselves in a healthy way, how to make decisions and plans, how to execute their goals, and how to have greater self-confidence in themselves, to know their self-worth, and to love themselves, forgive themselves, and others. You can learn more about my business on my website, which is lifecoachmama.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. In addition to my business, I have a nonprofit where a team of life coaches, licensed counselors, and I offer free life coaching to women in crisis pregnancies. We meet every Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Zoom. You can learn more. Our website's crisispregnancysupport.com. And Crisis Pregnancy Support is also on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to purchase my book, go to Amazon. It's titled, How to Have Another Kid Without Losing It. I teach you mindset tools when it comes to pregnancy, family size, and basic parenting skills. Thank you for joining the show. Welcome back listeners. Today I'm excited to have a friend with me, uh, was first a client and has now become a good friend, Kelly. And she was willing to come on and talk to you guys today about life coaching, about what it's like to be coached, um, just all the topics, her experience um, with me. I don't know how honest she'll be hopefully <laughs> she'll paint me in a good light but um yeah just kind of how it works what it looks like um her perspective um I'll let her introduce herself in a little bit but I I just want to say from my end um we met um over a year ago it was February of 2022 when I came and spoke to her women's group a retreat she attended for a women's group um in a church in our diocese and I was so excited to get an email from her because (laughs) I have to say a lot of people come up to me after talks or message me on Facebook or Instagram and say like I could use something um but that they don't they don't follow through impressed with her that she knew what she wanted and just like signed up, um, just after meeting me. So I think that's very impressive and, um, yeah, really great of her to take care of herself and to work on herself. So that's my first impressions of Kelly. Uh, <laughs> and we still, um, get together today and she helps me with editing. Um, she helped me edit our, um, along with her daughter, she give her credit, a handout that we do for the moms in the nonprofit, which is the crisis pregnancy coaching. And then also the newsletter that goes out. If there are errors, it's she's fixed them. And then I forgot to fix what, <laughs> but, um, if anything looks good, it's usually her help. And if anything look, doesn't, it's usually my doing, but anyways, um, yeah, so we're still in contact, but I will, turn the mic over to her and let her 
uh, tell you a little bit about herself and then we'll start talking about coaching. So welcome Kelly. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. You know, I, like you told everybody, I had met you through the, the church group and the yeah. thing that stuck out to me the most was when you said, um, we all have a manual in our heads about how we, how we've written the story to be. Mm. And I was like, wow, she has hit the nail on the head with this one. Like I've done this a million times. And, you know, just because I've written the story in my head of how it should end, I can reframe my thinking because of that. So what drew me to you mm. and I really learned so much from you about how to reframe things that I've thought. You know, I'm a mom. I have two grown children, um, 21 and 19. I'm married. My husband and I have been together for 15 years. Um, and my husband recently took a job in North Dakota. And so I struggled with that for a long time. And that was one of the things that we had talked about a lot is, you know, joining him on this journey. What does that look like? And if I go down this path or if I go down this path. Bring up those points because some people don't even know like what life coaching is, what mindset work means, like what are the topics, right? And so am I just going to like listen to your problems and give you advice or you know, do I have some sort of program I teach? Like what exa exactly is it we're doing? Um, so I appreciate you bringing up those topics because those are important. Also giving a little bit of your background helps. But um, when you said the manual was the thing that stuck out at you, what, can you explain what that means to you? So for me, the manual is written the story, you know how, so it's Sunday and we go to church and after church, we come home and we make breakfast and then we do laundry and then we grocery shop. This is how it looks. No flexibility with that kind of mindset sometimes. So yeah. you look at you look at your manual, you look at your day, and you say, okay, this is this is what we do. This is how it's set. We've always done it this way. Yeah. And then it's, well, you know, my son wouldn't get up and go to church. So now I'm annoyed with him because he wouldn't get up and go to church with us. So I'm going to spend the whole day annoyed. No, you shouldn't spend the whole day annoyed because maybe he needed those extra couple of minutes of sleep. You know, maybe he has plans to go later. Maybe he wants to go later. It's shifting your mind to think differently about the outcome and accept the outcome. It's not perfect and it's not always going to be perfect. That's a really good explanation, like a rule book where we're expecting certain things to go our way. And I think for me, if I can bring my perspective into it before coaching and before hearing someone kind of explain a manual to me, I always thought what I thought was just right. And I know that sounds pretty prideful and arrogant and kind of silly. Like I almost want to laugh like, well, yeah, of course. And I'm not talking about morals here or like, you know, like, you know, the 10 commandments and things that maybe we could, a lot of us could agree on. And if we're Catholic, you know, like the Catholic teachings, but I'm talking about, you know, just kind of how people should act, how things should go, how I should act, how I should do things. And then what's the other piece of that that really hit home for me um, was not being able to be happy if that didn't come through. So for some people, it's just like recognizing that, oh, I didn't even know I had this rule book. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was like, oh, I knew my... <laughs> I knew what I was expecting, but I just thought that that was fine because I was right. 
or that maybe like there were different ways to do it, but it didn't matter. Like that was my way that it had to be done. So it had to be done my way. And, it, and of course, not in every area. I think everyone has areas that are more important and they're more, you know, get more upset about or don't really care. They can be more flexible with. But for me, it was that second part of, and then I can't be happy. I think women and men are so different. Like a man could just be like, okay, well, that's what you wanted, but that's not what's happening. He slept in, he can go to the later mass. She made a mask, make a clamp when we get home. But I think for women, it's like, okay, first of all, I'm not okay with that. And second of all, now I'm going to have this emotional reaction for the rest, like you said, the rest of the day. It means all these other things. I'm a bad right. mom. They're bad kids. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck. And then you look for ways that you're a bad mom. They're bad kids. And the day is not going to be a good day. And then you find it. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, if we could backtrack to that first time we met when I was presenting, because it was a Lenten retreat and it did have a spiritual bend, bring Catholic perspectives into it, but it's kind of secular. It is secular tools, but that talk, even though it was about the saint, it was a life coaching thing. So like, what, what did you take from that, that I was even bringing up like mindset and thoughts? Um, Um, I took away from it. So you had gone through um, a bunch of the saints, not a bunch. I'm sorry. You I would say at least three to four saints, you would have a quote and, and apply it to, as a Catholic, I, I tend to look at a saint with a lot of reverence and be like, wow, they're so incredibly awesome. And they truly are incredibly awesome people. They've done great things with their lives. But I think that we forget that they are human and have failures and have real thoughts and real feelings and what you did to, at that talk was you you gave them a voice. They're people and they have thoughts and they have feelings. And when you remember that they're real people, you're like, wow, okay. As Catholics, you know, we're encouraged to ask for their help. So it's like, it makes it easier to have that conversation with them in prayer or mm-hmm. makes you even more motivated to read about them because they're not up on a pedestal. Um I have a priest friend who makes fun of saint statues and holy cards. Like, I just want to get rid of them all because they all look so fake and not human. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but I love how coaching can be applied to anything. I mean, we all know there's the financial coach, there's the weight loss coach, you know, and you can take whatever career you're in really now and become a coach. It's like the new thing, really. Right. Um, and mine is more family. You know, I focus on women, but also with kids uh, now that I'm in the schools, but um. So mine's more relational. So it sounds more like counseling. So I, I tend to say life coaching because it is about life and yet life is so broad. It's like, what does that even mean? So then, you know, I'll go into, um, well, I guess marriage. I don't know. I love talking about marriage and, and I just love how Kelly, you said to me, well, like you've helped me a lot, but I have a good marriage. You're like, I have a good marriage. Like I'm really happy with my marriage. So then I'm like, okay, well don't tell people that like, I don't know, make up a story. No, it's <laughs> about your horrible marriage for my advertising. No, but, um, like you can apply it to other things. Like you wanted to talk about your husband's work situation and being separated from him. You wanted to talk about adult kids. I mean, they're great. You didn't have a parenting problem, but, um, you know, just family dynamics, um, even just personal work. Like I think a lot of times going back to my priest friend, he was one of the first ones who said to me when my husband and I were first talking about me starting this business a couple of years ago, is that people will come to him for spiritual direction. And sometimes, a lot of times they need spiritual direction, but sometimes 
at the end of the meeting, he's like, I think you just need like life direction. But like, I don't know if he actually ever says that out loud. You know, not everybody needs a counselor for everything. Not everybody needs a priest for everything. So if you could speak to that would be some things that a woman could benefit from. Um, I know I said marriage parenting, but it doesn't have to be just those things. So as you're talking about those topics, um, one thing that you have touched on, you and I have touched on heavily in our sessions is um, I have, and I'm very open about the fact that I have a, my mother-in-law have a very rocky relationship and it's, it is non-existent. Um, you know, it's through some things that she's done through some things that I've done because, you know, of course we, we both have the manual in our head and we decided that this, and it didn't work out, which is okay. And you and I, I think one of the biggest things that you said to me was you always need to make sure that your side of the fence is clean. I know that there's so much anxiety for all of us and whatever the estranged relationship is or the difficult relationship is, because we all have someone or something that's difficult. And it, the focus can be so much on the other person and rightly so, especially if mm-hmm. they're hurting you or doing something wrong. But at the end of the day, I've learned in life coaching, you know, what can I control? Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things I've taken away from my work with you is, you know, is my side clean? Am I doing things that are are good and present myself in a good light so that at the end of the day, you know, my fence looks clean? Sure, you've heard too, like, well, you can't control her, like you control yourself, but I like coaching because it it either breaks it down or gives us a different way of looking at it because that never helped me just saying like, well, it's out of your control. And this would be a difference between men and women or maybe my husband and me, maybe it's our personalities, but he would just be like, oh yeah, they said that. Well, that's them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, I was planning on being upset about this for 30 years. Like, all right. It's unforgiveness, or keeping the anger in, or wishing they were different, or every interaction, expecting change and not getting it and being disappointed. And the cycle goes on. Well, like, what, what can you do? Like, she's over there in her yard. And unfortunately, you can't do anything about, you know, you're not going to go mow someone else's yard or plant flowers in someone else's yard. You're just not, not even a gardener. And I don't know how to use a lawnmower, but it just was what came to me. You really taught me to look at it like, be like, okay, you know what? Nice. And I'm tidy over here. And I can't, I can't change that other side. Mm -hmm. Um, There, there was another big thing that you've taught me too. And it was, um, we talk about riding the wave and feeling the emotions. And that for me was huge. And I was reminded of it again the other day. I saw something somewhere that said, you have 90 seconds to process an emotion. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard that before. And I know where I've heard that <laughs> Brain scientists discovered it. I can't take credit for the discovery, but I just repeated a lot and put it in my social media pages. Yes. You have an emotion and whether it's positive or negative. And, you know, as you know, with my personal story that um, last year was challenging. My mom had a stroke. My husband took a job in North Dakota. And, you know, there's a lot of traveling back and forth and there's a lot of helping my mom. And, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, where am I in this wave cycle? And, you know, it's stop, take a second process. Are you, are you wallowing in the emotion or are you swimming through the waves? And, you know, we did this awesome little diagram of the waves 
and the boat. And I remember you saying, I'm not a very good artist. And I was like, no, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> oh yeah. We went through the wave being your emotion and you want to swim through it. Whereas like the boat is avoiding it and just like submerging, whether you're like snorkeling or I would say drowning, because you're just going to die if you just sit there and indulge in that emotion, um, which people don't really learn growing up or anywhere like in life, you know, you just don't hear that, you don't talk about it. And so you just think if you're an indulger, like that's you, you're just that way. And if you're an avoider, that's you. And maybe it is good to feel your emotions, but what does that even mean? Um, and again, it's like, until the coaching came with the, with the verbiage and like the skills and like kind of breaking it down. I needed someone to break it down for me. So that's what I try to do. That's one of the biggest things like that I've learned from you is, you know, not just letting it go. It's okay to have that moment where you need to kind of sit and say, I need to feel this because if I don't, and I keep going, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a meltdown at some point. Nobody wants a meltdown like meltdowns are never pretty for anybody but you know stopping and feeling things it's it's okay one of the bigger things that I've learned from you too is that you know it's okay to stop and to feel it and Mm -hmm. and reaching out and saying hey I I just need somebody to talk to you know like Mm -hmm. bounce an idea off of and that's there's a lot of times where you and I had had a session and it was not necessarily hey I have this thought and help me through it and so I, I feel like coaching is almost best friend who's completely bipartisan. I don't agree. I don't disagree, but this is, let's help think this through. And it's yeah. an incredible thing to, to, to do. And I, I'm a big advocate of people talking to somebody. I just appreciate that you were willing to take that chance. Cause I, I hear from a lot of women and I said at the beginning, and again, like, I don't know these people so usually that reach out. And so I don't know how this situation ended or what's going on now. Hopefully they found someone and it doesn't need to be me or even coaching, but when they send me, you know, their message or they come up and talk to me and tell me all these things. And then, you know, I don't hear from them again. I'm just like, I, I, you know, I hope she's okay. And like, you know, I'm not trying, like, you know, you needed me to help you or like, I'm going to save anyone, but like, you know, I was in a bad place before coaching, but I didn't really know it. And then when I started to learn it just through COVID and being on this online group, it's like, oh my gosh, like my life could be so much better. I could be so much happier. Either we just don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Or we know it's bad, but we just keep denying. We're in denial or just decide we're not that important. And I just really proud of you for putting your yourself as a priority. I mean, you know, you put your husband and your kid's up there, but, and obviously God first, but instead of just saying like, oh, I really need to email her. Like I really need to work on those things, but I won't, but you actually did it. I've always found value in working on yourself. I think working Mm -hmm. on yourself is probably one of the number one things that is, it's the best thing you can do. But I think for you, like you said, you just needed to kind of learn some skills on the flip side you know, if you're seriously depressed and can't function or, you know, you're OCD to the point where you can't function, like I can't coach you out of that. So it's not for everything. Um, but I think it's a great tool that is underused. You know, what would you say to that person who's like, oh, I mean, I think I'm fine, but like, 
you know, we all have something. So I could probably work on, you know, my stress level with her. Maybe I need to work on this manual thing, but like, do I have time? You know, and I'm sure Lauren costs money. She's not free. And like, I don't, what would you say to that lady? If I would say to that lady that working on yourself is probably the best gift you could give yourself. Um, from a, from a growth standpoint, you can never put a value on your own personal growth. Mm. I think that, you know, when somebody comes up with the argument of, well, it costs money. Well, yeah, but everything does, you know, so does the Starbucks you get five times a week. <laughs> Do you yeah. need Starbucks? That's a mindset time? shift. Yeah. That is a mindset thing because money is usually the number one reason not to do something, but you're right. Everything costs just about everything costs money. (laughs) Everything costs money. So it, is it shifting where you spend your money to make yourself a priority? You know, your, your, yourself personally should always be a priority and taking care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually. I, I, I'm a huge advocate of that. Um, so, you know, maybe Starbucks five times a week. Maybe it's Starbucks three and a half times a week. I always say to moms, because moms are so giving to everyone else, like it will show your kids like how to do self-care. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I'll do that when they're grown. And then you think the whole time they were in your house, your daughter just saw you run ragged and like keep saying one day you'll do something for you. And not that like, again, coaching doesn't have to be that thing, but if you feel like it might be, um, it's not selfish, I guess. Um, do you feel like being on zoom worked out for you? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I think zoom worked out well for, for me. So you and I are probably, I want to say 45 minutes to an hour away from each other, which isn't, I mean, I've gone far for way <laughs> sillier things. Trust me when I do that. But um, so Zoom worked out really well because I also, you know, I work nine to five. Yeah. Um, I don't have, I have like a half hour lunch break. So Zoom actually works better for me because I can come home, mm-hmm. have dinner, and you and I meet at night. You're super yeah. flexible with your time, which I think is amazing. And I think that's, that's actually, I, I would probably say one of the bigger reasons why people don't seek out some sort of coaching therapy type thing Mm -hmm. is because the doctors are done by four 30. Yeah. I used to work for a doctor for a long time and we'd see our last patient at four 30 and people would say, but I work. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, and so you afford flexibility with zoom. And I think that it's great because and I can, I, I still see you face to face. I still can look at you. You can still look at me. And I think Zoom is just as good as being in person, quite honestly. That's great. Yeah, it, 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 it's a benefit to me. It's never a problem. If anything, it's, it's a benefit because, I mean, I've always been able to sit in the same room and put my computer up, but you know, worst case scenario, I'm somewhere else. I always have my phone, I guess, if I needed it. Um, it doesn't usually cause trouble. You know, if a kid's sick, I can still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if there's car trouble, like you could still do it. So it is nice. I have some clients who are even closer or closer than you, but we're both like at the end of the day, like I got to go here and, you know, I have kids and I'm like, let's just do it on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm open. Yeah, I am open to different days and times because um, one of the things I do is prepare couples for marriage because some parishes have decided to hire out so that the some priests just think that whether it's they think married people should be doing it or you know, other people in like a coaching profession should be doing it or they just have they're so busy because there's only so many priests. Um, so that's a, another side job I have. And sometimes the couples, you know, they're busy with wedding planning and work. And so we meet Saturdays because I'm trying to think if I was someone who had never heard of this before, like, I know we explained some topics, but I didn't really give like a general sense of what we do. Every week when we would meet together, there was, you would have, okay, so this week let's work on this. I would compare it to building blocks. So week one, we worked a little bit on one thing and then we would say, okay, the next week it's this topic. And then say that by probably week six, week seven, it was kind of taking the building blocks and okay, so here's the building block we learned in. So we learned the manual and lesson one. Well, here's how, how I kind of applied the manual this week. What, what are your thoughts on this? And it, it was an evolution of a conversation. So yeah, yeah, we had those building blocks. We had those weeks where it was, you know, all we've talked about is foundational work. And then, Mm -hmm. but there are other weeks, especially as we progressed through our time together, where it just became building upon that foundation and learning and growing based off of that. So a lot of, there was a lot of fundamental work, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is everybody should do fundamental work. I think, you know, you've always got to have a strong foundation. Yeah. No, you articulated that so well, Kelly. You're so good with words, (laughs) right? It's fundamental. Then you build on it. And I like what you said, you would say like by week eight, like, Hey, I have a manual for this person, which is so cool because you're able to self-coach. So that's really the goal. And that's like what I tell people, um, because you know, you, it is an investment. So when we were talking about money earlier, it's like, why am I paying for this? And it's like, well, it's kind of like, I don't know how you think Kelly, cause you have kids in college, but, or one in college, but when you pay for a college class, you're like, is it really worth this price? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like what it means. And so I don't really charge you for like that hour I give you or this amazing tool that you can't find anywhere else. Cause that, you know, those things aren't really what I think I'm really charging that whole package for like those weeks that it takes because it's a few mm-hmm. months to do it yourself and hopefully not really need me. I mean, I think it's good to always be coached, but you know, to not be like, I can't figure this out unless I ask Lauren. So it's like, oh no, I remember that. I learned that lesson. I remember those, I've trained my brain to think differently. I've trained myself to feel my emotions. Oh no, wait, I can do this now. Like I recognize this. Um, And I think that's kind of more where it comes in. Like, why, why do we like, why does, why is this a job? Why should someone sign up for this? Is that you're getting a skill set that hopefully you can do with yourself to yourself. And it doesn't mean you never get coached again, but. Well, I was going to that point, you and I still meet once a month. Yeah. So it's ever, it's ever evolving. Like, right. You know, you and I have had those 12 weeks of foundation work, but after those 12 weeks, it was like, well, Hey, let's meet once a month still. Let's. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, I want to continue to work. So I don't think that the learning or the growing ever stops. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, we still do it, you and I. Yeah. yeah. You can't get enough of me. I can't. She's <laughs> the best advertisement ever. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it was a great explanation of everything. Um, I appreciate you sharing like all of your experiences and I know it's personal and I mean, it isn't coaching, but there isn't, excuse me, it isn't counseling, but you know, you come to someone with your problems and it's private and it could be scary and here you are on a podcast. So you're very brave. <laughs> I mean, really everything you say is just like everything every person says. So <laughs> not like you're, I don't know, like that different in a good way. <laughs> We're all the same, yeah, but yeah. still it's hard to admit, like I had to go to someone to talk to things about, but we all have challenges in life and it's okay to talk to somebody. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know it's going to be such a blessing. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, she doesn't edit anymore for anyone else because she doesn't have time. So don't. <laughs> <talk to> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'll let you talk to you soon. All right. I'll talk to you later.